interesting is make a book about spiders. You know, like another planet, you know, spiders are like as big or bigger than humans. Just because they're, uh, their world's different, they're able to grow to much larger sizes. You know, and they just live like a normal societal life. You know, and spiders one day, like, they, uh, they, they find out about this other world or other dimension where this thing called a human um, infests the world. You know, unlike spiders, which uh, live in tune with nature and are, don't don't spread out like an infestation. They uh, they only eat what they need to survive, and they don't multiply outside the uh, structure of nature that they exist in. Even though they're aware that they could, that they could build a society that could do such a thing. But in order to live in harmony with nature, they don't. And they only take what they need from nature. Whereas humans, this, this other world that they've learned, <clears throat> they expand as much as they possibly can. Anytime there's an opportunity, more humans are made to fill that, that area of their planet. Their society is built on just constant expansion and growth, never ending, and not in tune with uh, nature, and not taking just what they need, but taking more than they need. You know, at the same time, not even giving to themselves, and watching the infestation grow so large that the majority of humans don't even have proper adequate resources for survival. They're, they're kept on the edge in a state of starvation and fear. So the, the ones on the top control the ones on the bottom. And the spiders look at that like, wow, that's, that's like a really unusual, unbalanced culture. Or it's just like a hierarchical, top-down system where all those on the top, the few have majority of the resources and all those on the bottom, the many, have few of the resources. And in doing so, it coerces all the ones on the bottom to fight each other in order to get higher up to the top or get closer to them so they can have more of the resources. And the higher up you go, the more that you, in that spot, you know, follow those on the top to maintain that status quo, keeping the majority down and keep yourself up. It's a very self-centered, unnatural, unbalanced way of existence. And the spider's like, wow, look at that. What is the deal with these humans? You know, so they go and investigate them, right? Like, let's say they could, like, oh, shapeshift into humans or whatever. Who knows? Whatever you could think of. Or they could, uh, they could enter the human mind with, like, a tendril when they're born. Spider could like connect to the human mind when he's born, like a spider web, and understand how how that human lives, and try to communicate with it. And then the way that human that's born is kind of like a spider. It has a, a spider mind. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another way to do it versus like shape shifting. But either way. Eventually, the humans find out about this, and of course, they're going to want to, because they're afraid, and they're afraid of losing their power, and 
you know, they don't like what they don't know. They go and attack the spiders. You know, so they go in there and they're just like shooting machine guns, you know, having the fire go on, the flamethrowers, you know, whole military tactical shit. And, uh, spiders just kind of like defending their land. Was it bad to kill these humans that are destroying the spider land? And they're kind of innocent in this, they're living alone under nature. But at the same time, humans don't like what they don't understand, especially something that's more powerful than them. And the spiders know that they could take them all out at any time. I mean, they have the ability to attach to their minds, like when they're born. Anytime they just big, they could just attach. They get attached to all humans, let's say, and control them or make them not be aware. You know, put their mind into a, a coma of awareness, and humans just become stupid animals again. There's a lot of things spiders could do to your mind, and there's absolutely nothing humans could do to stop it. But the thing that they're afraid of is just like. Like, how do you not trust the spiders? Because they could have done this at any time in the past and could still do it now. But, you know, the spiders don't want to control the human beings. They want to, you know, set them free. You know, maybe try to teach them a lesson, you know, living in harmony with their, with their, with their ecosystem and their, their planet and each other. You know, not fostering these ideals of constant expansion and growth that society's kind of placed upon humanity these days especially religions and governments and money you know without growth all their systems fall down and that's the thing that's why they always push us for more and more and more it's better to try and tell us you know if you don't want to if you want to make a change you gotta stop aspiring to be like those on the top. And that's like one of the first steps is like just that mind shift of, hmm, instead of endlessly wanting more, which is absolutely impossible, no matter how much you have, they would want is never enough, right? I mean ask any billionaire, are they are they satisfied? Nope. And look at Donald Trump, he's never satisfied. Look at Putin, I mean he fucking owns the majority of the world, he's not satisfied. He got so much wealth, it's like ungodly. You know, China as well. America, you know, Britain, Europe. There's all these people in all these countries just never have enough. You know, and instead of looking that way, people can start, you know, looking at, looking downward. I mean, looking to try to see how how great can we make the majority of humanity? You know, that's where the mindset needs to change. Instead of like, how can I become great, like someone who controls and leads society? How can I help to make the majority of society the greatest it can be? You know, if you can spend your life bringing hundreds or thousands of people out of poverty, you know, instead of aspiring to be wealthy, Imagine how much that would change the world. Not only because you're pulling your mind, not only because you're helping someone who's poor you know, live a better life and changing the basic psyche of humanity from you know, poor and suffering and uneducated to 
you know, not poor or not as poor, a lot less suffering and well educated. You know, not only do you do you do that by looking downward and helping society and moving in that direction, but you take your mindset and will away from wanting to move upward in society and, and fostering and creating helping to create the structure of hierarchical systems that are used to control society. You know, that's the whole that's the whole one of the whole tricks that they get you with is this looking upward towards leadership. You know, there's in, in a way, you know, there's nothing wrong with leadership. What I'm saying is we we need to have a hybrid between a hierarchical upward system and the bottom being in charge. Because you know, neither one really works. I mean, I'd like we're so skewed to a hierarchical system today that we really need to go the opposite way a lot. But I feel like we just, it would be good to be somewhere in the middle. Again, there's balance that needs to be made. And it really needs to go, everyone needs to look downward to like, you know, help society out on its lowest levels. You know, this is why everyone's so upset in the world. I mean, just look at how advanced, technological, how amazing modern life is. And the rest of the world, like, fucking 60% of it doesn't have any amount of participation in that. It's a fucking fantasy land. You know, some people, most of the people in this world, they look at a magazine from the Western, like, wow, look at the lives these people live. I mean, I can only imagine what these poor people live, live in these countries think about us. You know, and yet they look around and they live in dirt shacks, you know? Get like hand-me-downs from society's discarded clothing. It's just it's a sad, sad state of the world. You know why can't we build a better world from the bottom up? If you ever think you're gonna change this world from the top down, you are mistaken. You are just mistaken. We've been trying to change this world from the top down, fucking forever, forever. And nothing has changed. I mean, just look at the structure of our world today. It's all these monopolistic systems of power. And it's, it's a fact. I mean, who has all the power today? Money, government, and uh, religion. I mean, the big one today is money. And it's floundering. It's really starting to get to the point where it's going to flounder. It's interesting to watch that they just have so much money that they fucked up their own system that it doesn't even work anymore. They want everyone to be just such money slaves so hard and they have all of it that they've pretty much broken their own system of how to coerce the world to its will. And when you have that much money and power, you no longer coerce the world to your will with money. But you kind of like hold it hostage. And this is where we're moving today. We've gone from money coercing everyone and anyone will do anything for money, right? To holding it hostage. You know, one of these days, the money system is going to change. I don't know if it's by their choice or by our choice or matter circumstances, but something's going to change because it just doesn't work. I mean, because look at it. 
How wealthy are we, are we today? I mean, literally every day, humanity is more wealthy than it's ever been. Ever. Every single day. We have more wealth in this world every single moment of every single day than the entirety of humanity's ever had at any point in time that's past that we know of. And yet, and yet, somehow, there's no money to be found to do anything to make the system work right. And the system doesn't even work for the people. It works for those in power who seek to maintain and control the status quo. And why else, how else can you explain nuclear weapons? Well, we've gone from the, from the idea that we can use nuclear power to free ourselves from this uh, oil industry and uh, you know, having a, a world that is electrified basically what we, in our in our lifetimes would be forever for hundreds of years to just using it for war it's all we do we use it for war that's the only use we really have nuclear power for and it could totally set us free this is why it's never been allowed to be used i think and been hounded by the media you know it's been told to be hounded by the media by those in power because if we don't have nuclear power powering this world there would be no more energy problem. It would be non-existent. You know, and that's the key. I mean, you want to talk about solving problems in this world, you're never going to solve the religious problem because hey, those people hate each other. You're never going to solve a political problem because those people are always fighting to be in control in one way or another. You know, they just want to have endless control. They're just like the fucking puppet master control freaks and all the governmental bullshit, right? And you got the money people. They just want to have all the resources and wealth in the world so they can just throw money at it. And when they throw enough money at it, you know, the power of money will make their will happen. You know, that, that's what they feel like. Like they're the kings. They just throw enough money at it. They can like raise their hand into the air and you know, conjure up billions of dollars in fucking digital currency. And just And then throw money at people and they'll do anything. That's, that's their mindset. You know, but one thing you can solve is the power problem. If humanity can, by technological means, and mind, and will, solve one freaking thing, it would be taking nuclear weapons and turning them into nuclear power. You would get rid of the the existential threat of nuclear war. You'd bring off. You'd get rid of that Demetri sword of nuclear war that. All these countries hold over everyone's heads, which is basically another threat to go back to World War One or World War Two again. You know they've done it before. I mean, we can sure as hell trust that they would do it again. You know, and that's why they have this these nuclear weapons that they have today. So you get rid of that. You know, and when you get rid of nuclear war, you, you get rid of a lot of the excuses for saying, "Oh, we need more military weapons and military hardware." You know, that nuclear threat doesn't exist then. You know, moving all this hardware across the world to invade a country is a big pain in the ass. It's a logistical nightmare, right? Nukes represent that that issue where we have the excuse of, you know, there's going to be total annihilation if someone launches a nuclear attack at us, right? So we have to be ready, right? So there's that justification, well, we can take them out with you know, other conventional means, or we can defend with other conventional means. 
And it just brings up this whole excuse, really, to continue this endless fucking research and arms development. I mean, it's the big gun in the room that causes all the other little guns to be justified. I mean, that's, that's what it is. You get rid of the big gun in the room, and you see a lot less reason to justify everything else. And really, it'd be, it'd be so much safer if we just like made tanks and planes and regular bombs. We could go through another World War II. You know? And I say, you know, let's do it. Let's just get rid of the nukes and let's just fucking have a tank and plane war, right? Let's just get it over with. Let's see who wins. And one country can just rule the world. But no, we got the nukes. So that's always the problem, you see? And that's what the problem always is. Like, because say you lose the war, and then there's that threat of, well, the loser's going to get all butthurt and fucking launch his nukes, and then, boom, there's the end of the world. So what you get is this endless posturing, and endless expenditure for the military-industrial complex. And you see, that that's how the justification of the nukes happens. You know, it's, it's all a big, what do you call it? It's like a taco, you know? You wrap it all up in one, you put them all together, and then, here's our military. Here's our defense and offense of our governments. The only excuse is always, you know, we gotta worry about this government, that government attacking us, or this existential threat, and that existential threat, yada, 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 right? Well, who creates all these threats in the first place? You know, the biggest exporter of arms in the world is the fucking United States. Just look at the numbers. You know, Russia's up there too, so is China, but I mean, really, we're the ones who make all the fucking conflicts in the world justified and happen. You know, how would you like it if, you know, you're living in some backwoods country and your neighbor, some fucking dictator, is being propped up by the United States and they're sending them fucking tanks and planes and missiles and guns and training. And you're like, what the fuck? Who are these people next to my country, you know, creating all this shit? No. It's another puppet government of the United States or some other Western country, right? No wonder all these backwards countries that you know we consider backwards. You know, no wonder they hate the West. You know, I'd hate the West too if you know Canada had fucking alien spaceships and space lasers fucking pointed at us, right? You know, you wouldn't like that. Can you imagine if like Canadians and Mexicans had like alien technology and they're just like watching us from afar and they have all their laser beams like just fucking set at us we just like shoot like lasers from space right into your brain and kill you i mean we will not like that right let's let's be honest well that's exactly how it feels in a lot of these other countries when america exports all its arms to fucking like saudi arabia or you know i hate to say it, but israel it's another one you know israel doesn't come to peace you know i hate to be Negative on the Jews, but one of the reasons Israel doesn't come to peace is because they have the other option of fighting. You know, and we enable it. America enables it. You know, so do a lot of Western countries. You know, they're not forced to like have to come to some kind of peace agreement with Muslims in the Middle East and maybe, you know, share a better style of living, right? You know, maybe like get along religiously somehow. I don't know. But uh at some point, someone's going to have to trust someone. But what was my point originally? Oh, yeah. So you get rid of the nukes. 
you get those issues. Then you get the nuclear power is the nuclear bombs are turned into power, and either directly or you know, because it's all high-grade uh, nuclear material, you can use it for powering lower-grade nuclear material. And it's just like America be, could be the number one exporter of all energy on the planet, and so could you know Russia or China. I would love to see you know China power all of Asia. You know how influential would China say not by force. Which is by hey, you know, world, you know, Southeast Asians, you know, can we get together and you know maybe do this? You know, we give you all your power, right? We made a green planet and we like got rid of our nukes and we're turning over to relief and we're kinder, gentler, and we support everyone, you know, with free nuclear power. You know, same with Russia. How good would Russia and Europe get along if Russia provided free green nuclear power to Europe? To get along fine, I would think. Maybe, you know, Europeans would be more inclusive about, you know. I can never really put my finger on what Russia hates about Europe so much, other than they want to control it. But I think it's a matter of I don't feel included in the European community. I mean, why not make Russia part of Europe? You know, be the last one. Or how about all of Europe become part of the Russian Federation, right? And now Russia can deal with. All the Europeans <laughs> in the Russian Federation, you know, and you can fight Russians forever, or you can just like, like, okay, all of Europe is going to be part of Russia now, and you have to deal with all of our bureaucracy as well. Let's just merge our countries together. You know, so long as the voting is fair, I can't imagine it not working out. You know, free. Elections that are honest and fair, whether you're under a European Union or a Russian Federation, you know, theoretically should work out as long as they're a democratic system. But personally, I would rather see it be a, uh, a direct vote consensus, in my, in my opinion. You need to, like, really balance out this hierarchical system. A lot more power to the people. So you get rid of the nukes, it's existential threat, you energize the world, you make, you know, bad countries into good countries and leaders again. You, uh, you, you lower the cost of living for everyone in America and the world eventually for not having to pay for electricity. You know? Your energy costs are huge for humanity. Huge. You know, it's like that huge life tax, energy. You know, it's one thing to have to, like, have, like, a cheap old computer or a cheap old TV or a cheap old this or that. You know, things things eventually, you know, items can trickle down in the economy. But the energy required to run it all and, and get have your life, you know, comfortable to survive in is huge. Like, heating your house, powering your vehicles to get around. Powering your electronics, you know, and your electrical power at home, you know, you, you could grow food with electricity. I mean, quite frankly, it solves the food problem too. There's stuff like having almost endless farming and worldwide transportation of food and, you know, all these huge, like, banana farms where it's like so one culture. You can, like, start actually making 
buildings that are just made for food with electrical light. There's reason we, no reason we can't grow bananas and oranges in fucking Alaska or Siberia if we didn't have some sort of you know either underground or above ground you know building where you could grow these things and it's just all powered by nuclear power. It's free electricity. It doesn't even matter. It may not be very efficient compared to like growing in a tropical region, but you know with electrical power it becomes efficient because the energy is free. You know, all it costs is the money to build the buildings and, you know, have the hydroponics and have the, uh, the, uh, the electrical systems. You know, the electricity is free. And when the electricity is free, you can very well compete with this huge, like, food monopoly system we have in the, our, our social systems. You imagine, like, every country can have every type of food that could be you know, grown in warehouses in a country, then you directly link, you know, warehouse and electrical uh, items and expenditures and growth to population growth. You know, people need to live within the means of the food that they produce in their own country. That, to me, seems like a good, rational, reasonable idea. You know, all this energy we waste, transporting shit all over the place, it just needs to end. I mean, unless electricity is completely... You know, there's so much of it, it doesn't matter. But I think, you know, it's part of the system that needs to change. Is all this, like, just endless international shipping of stuff. You know, why can't we 3D print everything? Why don't we, like, develop that technology to its max? Instead of spending, like, endless money, like, putting it to a wall, we can, like, spend endless money on researching 3D printing and setting up 3D printing places all over the world and the country and get rid of all this bullshit and just make products that are 3D printed. Sure, it's not going to be as nice as like a brand new Samsung Galaxy S10 or a iPhone X or a brand new Ferrari, you know, whatever the rich people like. You know, you can have 3D printed cars and 3D printed phones. It may look like something from the 80s, but, you know, at least it was made locally and it can be recycled locally. You know, things can only get better from there. That's what people don't understand about the 3D printing revolution. It's like, it kind of really, really sucked in the beginning. But if a lot of effort was put into it, and people, like, took it seriously as a technology to change the world, then it would develop quicker. And people could accept, you know, a less nice-made item in the idea that we can change a lot of what's wrong with this world and the inequity of it simply by changing our system. You know, just throwing money at something isn't going to solve the problem. What you need is, like, big changes. Just fundamental, you know, top-down, down-up changes. Left, right, in and out. I mean, you think of it, I mean, pretty much everything on this world can be flipped on its head. Or, you know, have some kind of another balance to it. And you would change everything. But it's tough. People don't like change. You know, this is a lot of, you know, going back to that book idea about, you know, Spider's view of, you know, how humanity is. You know, without, without that change of, you know, humanity coming together to work as one within its, within themselves and within the environment and help each other out and, you know, make each other in the world strong and great, you know, 
until that happens, you know, why would any being in the universe want to have anything to do with us? And that's the real reason you know, other beings in the universe probably don't talk to us, is for that. And not only that, but, you know, they probably have to respect the, uh, the systems that rule the, the planet and the species in which they can visit. You know, if you visit a planet like we have in our hierarchical systems, they have to respect that hierarchical system. And guess what? I guarantee you, if they ever do contact me, hierarchical systems would be like, nope, we want to maintain control over our people. We can't allow them to know the truth. And that right there is the reason. Either that or they just don't want to talk to us because we're so fucking ass backwards in the way we run things. But good luck telling this to anyone in power. Or the endless, the endless fucking the endless cohorts that follow them. I don't know. Really hard to put my nut, my thumb on, you know what to call them. But man, the endless fearful, the endless brainwashed. You know, they, they live in the society that that was created for them to live in. And of course, they're gonna be brainwashed. I mean, I can't blame them. I mean, <clears throat> these people who are kind of brainwashed by the way society is and the structures in which they live in, it seems to me like, of course, they're gonna be defensive against that. But at the same time, it's like it's okay to have been brainwashed because literally everyone has been brainwashed. I don't flaw anyone on how they've been treated in society to make them become who they are today and you know become the problem you know, everyone in the world is the problem there's very few people who live their lives in such a way that would would be like a, a good way to live your life that's you know equitable for everyone and makes the world great because you know what I mean, there's no way to make the world great until the whole world works together. The whole system works together. And it, it, create, it needs quite a few large changes. And like I said, one of the only things you can actually make happen, because you can vote people into power who are going to have the authority to make this happen, is to change nuclear weapons to nuclear energy and having all the positive effects that come after that. I mean, you can actually vote your way in and make it happen. You know, in the worlds that we have today, the people in power would never, ever consider that. I mean, how many nuclear weapons could you get rid of and still have a nuclear defense deterrent? You know, there's, there's got to be a rate of which we could bring down nuclear weapons. You know, slowly at first, you know, and then more and more and more later on, as the world starts becoming better and happier and friendlier, and, and not having to be concerned about energy problems anymore. Like this whole thing in the South China Seas, it's all about energy. It's all about money and power. You know, no more need for energy. There's no longer a need to fight over the oil in the Southeast Asia, Southeast China Seas, right? This is just like <clears throat> humanity has an addiction to energy, right? And power, and make your life easier. 
Who wouldn't? Who wants to go live back in the woods? No one, right? Everyone's sick and tired of that. We've done it. It sucks. We need energy. And free energy is just sitting there in fucking holes in the ground, waiting to destroy humanity at the push of a button by three people. Three white old men. Well, one white old man and one white and one white Russian man and one Chinese man. And they got all you know, and then Pakistanis and Indians, they could start the whole world war as well. I mean, who knows? But, you know, it's just sitting there. We have literally endless amounts of energy. Just fucking, the solution is already here. I'm telling you, the solution is already here. But no one wants to use it. Because no one has a political will or sight to see what I'm seeing. Like how much you can change the world. Just by using nuclear energy. You know, and the Greens, I mean, fucking take a, take a back seat when it comes to this. This is ideology of yours just needs to take a back seat when it comes to fucking nuclear power. Nuclear power has to happen. If it doesn't happen, you are never going to make any changes in this world big enough to stop the global climate change. I mean, what's more important? Stop the global climate change and getting rid of CO2, you know, and having free power that you know, saves the world, makes everyone work together and not fight over about, over about a bunch of shit. You know, you get rid of nukes. I mean, it's all just win, 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 win. It does so many things in one shot. Just let it happen. Just take a breath, man. There's nothing wrong with nuclear power. I can accept nuclear power and it can be controlled safely, just like anything else that is technologically driven. And then just trust it. I mean, you trust airplanes you're flying all the time. And they're great. They work all the time. And sometimes they fail. You know, look how many airline miles we go on as humanity versus not having airplanes because they're too dangerous. You know, we always try to make them safer. And it's the same thing with nukes. With nuclear power. It seems like every time something nuclear happens, we always complain about it and want to shut it down instead of just making it safer. You know why? Because we equate nuclear power with nuclear bombs. And, and frankly, it's not the same thing. It's not a world-ending event. I mean, Fukushima went off. Yeah, it sucked, but, you know, it come back. It's not that bad. You know, Chernobyl, another story. It's pretty bad. You know, we could run a nuclear facility. You know, that is the safest design you could ever come up. And even if it did blow up, it would be, like, let's say, underground. Or in some means not being harmful to the world. You know, maybe make it near a lava pit. I don't know. Max in the water. Hawaii, Hawaii. Stick your nuclear facility in Hawaii. Use the ocean to cool it and if something goes bad, you just you drop into the into the volcano. Gone. Yeah, it'll just sink into the magma. I mean it's possible, right? Why not? But just make it secure, like a hundred thousand times secure. Not like have the highest standards for it. And just make a couple large ones in each country. You know, maybe three or four in the United States and three or four in China and three or four in Russia. You know, each one could like you know power the world, you know, power the country itself and the rest of it's exported. You know, to power the world. And as other countries become <clears throat> more peaceful and 
you know, less crazy, you know, less divided. You know, this division you gotta see, you gotta see people come together. You know, and it's the more that you can help power these people. You're never gonna have peace by having those in power who want to maintain their power try to come together because they're never going to do it. Power only serves to separate people. And this is why we need to have less hierarchical power. And we can still have leadership, like influence, like this person says something we first follow, you know? But this the absolute hierarchical power we have today without real input from the majority of the people in the countries in the world, it's, it's just a fucking sham. It's fake. It's not a real power of the people. There's representational government. I mean, look at the world today. Does it represent the people? I was saying no, it doesn't. Most people in most countries are pretty decent people. And yet you've got these systems of power that, you know, serve only themselves. They serve to divide people and create extremism. So the extremists can be used to keep them in power. I mean, that's exactly what happens in, you know, even in America. You know, they use religion extremism to do it. I mean, we have one half of our country has been, our political party has been hijacked by Christianity. You know, and I know there's nice people in Christianity, but you know, when you hijack a political party, you've now gotten rid of that separation of church and state. And that's a fact. You know, America is on its way of trying to become another version of Iran. You know, the Christian version of Iran. That's 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 the viewpoint of you know what the Christian coalition is shooting for, I think. A religious way of doing things. And whatever religion thinks, whatever morals they have, and they want to impose on society, well then that's where it will be, because they hijacked half the political system. You know, all these like laws against drugs, it's religion. You know, laws against alcohol religion. You know, it's just crazy. You know, you can't prostitution. Religion. You know, the immorals of sex before marriage. You know, it's just like religious values just like sinking into the fabric of society. It's a lot of these neuroses about things. I mean, look, just how, look how pent up the Western civilization is about sex. It's crazy. In the Muslim countries, they're even worse. And that's because religion creates this huge divide between a man and a woman. You know, there's no reason for it. There's no reason. Humans just can't naturally coexist with each other in a natural state. You know, I could be naked and walking around in front of a woman, and I'd be fine. I'm, I mean, I may think she's beautiful, or she may think I'm beautiful, but you know, nothing's going to go on. I could be like just a normal person in front of her. You know, people think that's crazy, like, oh, how dare you, that's so perverted. It's like, what's more natural than being naked? I gotta ask you. Of all the things that is natural in this world, being naked is the most natural thing there is to be. That's how we're born, right? Everything in this world is naked, except humans. We're like the only thing that clothes ourselves. You know, I'm the crazy one, though. We're thinking that humans should exist or can coexist in some form naked with each other. Yeah, but that would probably never happen. But it's just the point that you know, religion has like gotten into 
society so much that we can't even be naked in front of each other without being weird about it. You know, why can't I go to a, a hot springs and be naked? You know, and offend someone. PC. PC, PC. Yeah, I feel like if you're not hurting anyone, or if you're not preaching hate for hurting our people, then it's, 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 there's no reason to be PC. It's not hurting anyone. If I walk around naked, I can get some wood from my fireplace outside my house. I'm not hurting anyone. But people think it's perverted. And that, again, everyone would say, mm, well, i got to point out to you, this whole thing is because religion likes to separate men and women. They're very distinct classifications. Very distinct. And they've been doing it for thousands of years. It's so ingrained in us that this idea of being a natural person is just like completely foreign to anyone. At least in the Western world. I'm sure a lot of <clears throat> more uh, native cultures would be okay with it. And there you go. There's proof right there that I'm not crazy. You know, how many topless women are there in Africa? Or there at least used to be, you know? But I digress. Yeah, nuclear power? <laughs> I don't know how I got so much out of nuclear. Oh yeah, religion. How they... How they it's not just religion that separates people, it's, you know, money. Money is really used to separate people. It's really about, it's really there to buy people off. And to see some kind of, hmm, you know, that person has money, they got power. And what they say matters because they can, you know, pay me or pay someone else to make it happen, you know. Yeah, you can't really solve the big problems in society like money. You know, without, of course, everyone standing up and not using it. And just helping you out. I mean, that that's a mind shift people could do. But I think that there's like certain things that are easier to solve for the world than others. Like ending nuclear war and creating nuclear power for green energy. Shit, totally. You could totally do that. It is like a no brainer. But, you know, getting rid of money. People in power fight it all the way. Bankers will not like it. You know, bankers, religion, government, anyone who has power today does not want to get rid of that crack, crack, crack money. You know, money is like the biggest crack drug addiction humanity has ever had. And we can't get off of it. We just love money. You know, show me those numbers. The higher that number is, the more you are worth as a human. Now, what about what you've done for each other in your life? Now, why is it all about money? Why does money say, well, this person's better than me? You know, because they can buy things, or they can buy other people to do things, right? You know, that's the problem with humanity. Is everyone just you know, wants to buy things, wave their hand, and, you know, throw some coins and some dollar bills in the air, and, People will just do anything for you. And that's how money is. That's that's how money works. It's just like, they throw like this pixie dust of money in the air. It's like, poof. Someone will do it for me. And if they won't, I'll just throw more money. And guess what? Someone will appear and do it for me. You know, that's how people work. 
it's like it's like a drug. And eventually, if you offer enough money, someone will take it. You know, and that's what's gonna end. People gotta stop working for money, and instead, work just makes society better and make it make society just work. And then, what your value is is what you've done for society. You know, that should be what your wealth is is like what you've done for society, or what you've prepared to do, or like. There's just so much you could do in society. But in today's world, it's all about money. It's just like a big old drug. And it's a drug that makes people forget, like, what's important? Some number in a bank account? Or what someone has done for, for, for people in society every day? And that's the thing. This is why you got to have transparency. And there's no way of getting rid and changing this thing without... Full transparency of the world. You know, you gotta be you world people need to take responsibility for each other. To take responsibility for running this world. You gotta be able to trust each other. The only way you can trust each other is for everyone just to be transparent. Not under the control of the government, but under the control of your own self. Because guess what? If you don't become transparent, the government and society at some point is going to just surveil everyone. I mean, it's already happening. They surveil everyone in Europe and in the UK. There's cameras everywhere. And they don't have that here yet in America that I know of. We do have cameras everywhere. But yeah, they surveil everyone. They watch what you do on the internet. They know how much porn you watch, what your favorite kind of porn is. You know, like mine would be, you know, lesbian Asians. You know, double diddle, dildo, as lesbian agents, right? Or young teens, you know, doing the 69. You know, stuff like that. They would know that about me because, you know, that's what I search for. You know, they categorize you into things. You know, everyone watches porn. They're like the number one thing on the internet. And yet, no one wants to admit it. You know, I'm admitting it right now. You know, I look at porn. So what? Everyone looks at porn. You know why no one wants to admit it? Because society and religion want to tell you that it's wrong. Oh, you can't admit that you watch porn. Well, who the fuck cares? You know, this is this is all goes back to sex again. How they control us with sex. No one wants to admit they watch porn because everyone's ashamed of sex. Everyone's ashamed of living up to that standard of what they say sex should be. So all we have left is to go into our bedrooms and just... Sit there and watch some porn and jerk off. You know, this is how bad sex has become for humanity. And I'll tell you, as negatively as religion likes to point at porn and say, "Oh, it's the bane of society," I gotta say, point at porn, point at porn and say, "It's what's really, you know, how should I say? It's what's really freed society from this mental enslavement that sex is bad." That wanting to have desires and desiring other people is a bad thing. And it's not. Like back in the day, the only porn there was, if you could get your hands on it, was a magazine. And then you just had like your imagination. That was it. So, you know. And religion really had more control over, you know, whether or not you were allowed to get with someone. Because if you weren't married, it was a sin. You know, and it became less and less as the ages have gone on. And now it's like there's been this real liberalization of sexuality because of porn, in my opinion. 
You know, people are still in the closet about it. It's like, come out of the closet and be like, I like porn. You know, but if you do that, what do people think? You're a perv. It's instantly it's like labeled bad. You're a bad person. But it's like, hello? Most people watch porn. It's not a small thing. Just look at the numbers. And you'll agree with me that the majority of humanity and the people of America are fine with people being naked. But no one wants to admit it. Everyone wants just to go with the status quo because they're afraid of being called a pervert. You don't call me a pervert. I don't fucking care. I give a shit what you think. I know what the truth is. You know, I like being naked. So what? You know, this is what fosters everyone's hang-up on sex. You know, sexual hang-ups, you know, it's like social mores about, you know, being sexually liberated. You know, trying to force people into, like, this idea of marriage and human servitude and bondage by, you know, law codification of marriage. You know, it's a, like, they take away your right to love someone, only to give it, you know, at birth, only to give it back to you when you get married. And who the fuck are they to say, I can't love someone? That's ridiculous. Like, oh, you can't love someone unless you're married. It's like, I can love someone as much as I want, for as long as I want, without having to sign some paper, or do some ridiculous pledge, and from some guy from some religion that I could give a shit about. It's just a fucking sham. And not only that, but it promotes the old ideology of enslavement of females and males I mean they literally pass off the female from the father to the husband it like just blows my mind the symbology and the Jedi mind trick hooks that it plays inside of you it just makes us in, in another way just another cog in that machine and submit to being a brick in that wall you know women do it to themselves we get rid of marriage women you want equality fucking stop getting married I'm done with it Done with the human servitude of men owning women. You know, this could be done worldwide in all religions. You want to stop the, the travesty of female servitude in men? Stop fucking marrying them. I'm done with it. No reason you can't have a relationship with someone and not be married. And why do you have to be owned and codified by law and certified by law and religion to say you can or can't love someone? It's such a ridiculous notion. And it's the most basic right of any being in the universe, especially an intelligent being, to be able to love someone without fucking interference from someone else. And why would you give away your right to love someone to some religion or some you know, some lawyer or some judge? It's ridiculous. Why do you inter put these social systems of religion and and law, and, and quite frankly, money, because everyone gets divorced. You know, why would you put these in between you and someone you love? Or, or on your own fucking free will. You, know, you have the free will to not do that. But everyone gets brainwashed into thinking, well, this is how things are. This is the way it's always been. And this is the way it should be. And it's like, no, no. You can completely change that paradigm. But no one sees it. And it blows my mind that no one sees it. I mean, some people see it. But does it really matter? It's like me thinking about it this minute. 
if I think about it and see it and no one knows and understands how I understand it, does it really matter? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Just amazes me how many things you have to change in society to get to like this utopian peaceful world that actually works together. And how do you make a society that's like that's like Star Trek? A peaceful society that just everyone works together for the betterment of everyone to live in space because we got more shit to deal with than fucking all this power structure you know, division and conquering that we got going on. We go into space, there's no need to even worry about you know, fighting each other for territory. There is literally endless places to go to in space once we get there. But no one wants to go. Because, again, they restrict our ability to do that. You know, space race started in the fucking 60s. They restrict our ability to do that because they don't want to lose any power. I mean, how do we not have a fucking space moon? Um, how do we not have a station on the moon yet? I mean, what the fuck, people? We went to the moon in like the 60s. That was 60 years ago. I mean, just look how far everything's come since the 60s, and yet we're still not at the moon. Mind blowing. I mean, look at all the. Uh, you know, black money and the black research of uh, you know, aircraft and space technology that goes on with our government. I can only imagine the shit that they have that they won't tell us or let us in on. And this is how they control us. You think you're going to ever win a fight with your governments with arms? You're crazy. This is why I can never understand ISIS. I just like look at them like, God, you people are stupid. You basically just come out of the woodwork make yourself a giant target you know, and for what you're not going to change anything and it's the same thing that any group who wants to train, change things with violence it's not going to happen this whole violence arms race thing is done you know civi the civilian world you know the average person has lost that race the only one who has power when it comes to trying to force things of change through, you know, violent means like guns and bombs and tanks and nuclear arms are the rich and powerful. They are literally the only ones who can actually make change through that. The civilian populace, nope. You're not going to do it. It's absolutely impossible. This is why I just like laugh at ISIS and I'm like, God, you people are stupid. If you really want to make change, why are you doing it like this? Why aren't you trying to like break down the structures of you know that which controls you and there's more than one way to do that you know bring enough people together you know if people just make a stand then you can change the world just don't participate in it i think the thing is people just haven't seen it yet and maybe it's just i think you make a full message on it i think a lot of people to pick it apart it would just be picked apart like crazy. It'd be considered uh, one of those, those uh, crazy kooky guys. <laughs>
But if it ever gained traction, I sure would be a target. Those are kind of worries me a little bit. Anyone who really tries to create real change in this world, like real full change, like I'm talking about, just an ideological shift of most of humanity, and eventually all, I would hope. It really, like, undermines their power structures that they have built up over these hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. They've targeted a lot more people for a lot less, I guarantee you. So how do you, like, continue to make that change happen when you're a target? You can't. That's really catch-22 with all this. It's just like, you know, I want to create change, but at the same time, I feel like I need to be like an invisible man to even do it. Because the second it actually starts to gain traction and happen, then they just be like looking for whoever did it. Like, if we take him out, you know, create some controversy, or, you know, this or that, like, you know, they complain about why taxes, right? Like, oh, they didn't pay taxes. Well, I don't support a system of corruption. You know? A system that doesn't listen to its people. And, and you hold them at gunpoint or throw them in imprisonment and extort money and work for them every year is a fucking mind-blowing experience that I was forced into this at birth. It's just like, what the fuck kind of world are we living? You don't even make it stand. You know? If you just, like, cave in and give, the, give in to them, you just empower them. You know, my mind not paying taxes, I did my little bit to not empower them. And quite frankly, so could everyone. Everyone could just decide, you know what, I'm not gonna pay any taxes. They want my money, they gotta come, they gotta walk up to my door and come and get it. You know? Because my money's not in the bank anymore. It's, I've got it hidden away in my house somewhere. And you want my money, come and get it. Why do people make it so easy to be taxed? I just don't get it. And why do you empower the system that creates all these fucking problems? Like, you always like, well, you should pay your taxes. You should do your part in the system by paying your taxes. And it's like, for what? Do you realize this whole fucked up system is created by people you're giving your money to, right? All these decisions that have been made for all these years, you know, in all governments, you know, are, are done by the people in power. They're the ones who made these decisions. And this is the way the world is the way we have it today. And yet you're just going to empower them more. You're just like, here you go. Here's my work. Here's my money. It's like, what the fuck, people? You know, but I get it. It's hard to do it on your own. Really, everyone just did it once. These exponential things that I'm talking about, all these different things you can do at once, like not having children, and standing up for your rights, and, you know, not giving in to, like, these plea bargains, and this unjust system they use to circumvent, you know, justice and law, so that 90 plus percent, or 95 percent of people don't even go to court. I mean, what a fucked up perverse system is that? And they encourage it. They're the ones who make it happen. You know, if, if you could just get rid of that, I mean, that would bring them down. You know, stop, stop taking plea deals. You know, if it, if, it, if it didn't do that, I mean, imagine how much more expensive it would be for them to house everyone. 
They have to triple or quadruple the number of prisons I have to house the number of people who don't play, take plea deals and you know they, they get all the time. Like, oh, let's just imprison everywhere in America for as long as possible. Either that or we gotta you know, go bankrupt. Either that or we gotta change our laws or how we do things. You can force these changes by simply, you know, everyone doing the same thing. Like no plea deals. Imagine how costly it would be to imprison everyone if instead of 95% of people not going to trial, 95% of people went to trial. You know how expensive that would be for them? And no plea deals? That would like... It would like make the prison so full, it would be unbearable for them financially. They're already like bursting at the seams for the cost of keeping people in prison. I mean, all you gotta do is take that little extra step, people. It's not that hard. You know, why why not take that risk and see if you can make real change? You know, and quite frankly, if you haven't gone to prison at least once in your life. I think you haven't really like stepped up to make that change when this change comes about. Me personally, I couldn't do it because, you know, being the the person with the insight for all this change, it wouldn't be put me in a good place. Quite frankly, it put me in a place where they could potentially just eliminate me. And believe me, they would probably want to eliminate me. Not that I'm really afraid of death, but it's more of a I'd be kind of disappointed I wasn't able to you know, finish the task that needs to be done before my demise. And I'd be strategic about this, and that would be some bad strategy. But for most people, you know, if you want to make change, you know, protest. Go to jail for a few months. And make them pay fucking, what is it, $1,000 a week to put you there, you know? <laughs> You know how expensive that would get? Real expensive. And talk to people while they're in jail. Like, hey, this is what you should do when you get out. If you come back, you know, do this. Spread the word amongst your friend, family and friends. You know, because, you know, it's likely they might go to jail, right? You know, get your community to come together on these ideas. Especially the youth. It's something I can bounce this off of, though. <clears throat> It'd be nice to keep you kind of in perspective. Sometimes I think maybe, even though I know there's a lot of change that happens, like, that needs to happen, like, am I being too radical in my ideas of getting people to network together to make these changes? Is it going to create too much change too quickly? I don't know. I feel like if you get the playbook of all solutions of all things all at once from one writer, which is the like the fucking you know message from space in the plan, plan message plan from space or what's that called? There's a government term, action plan from space. Turn 
them off. Turn us on. And turn off the leadership. Turn on the civilian population for taking responsibility for its actions and governing your own goddamn countries. And this is why it's like this. In your laziness to not govern yourselves and having some kind of consensus or way of you know, people coming together in some town meeting, discussing this shit out, and coming to some kind of reasonable middle ground, you just like pawn off the government. Nothing ever gets done. They actually use these things that you want them to fix you know, to divide you more and to conquer you. And until people start like coming together to take responsibility for the world that we live in, it's never going to change. That's how I feel. I mean, look at the world we live in. Has it really changed in the, in the fucking generation we've grown up in? I mean, it's still the same shit. I mean, how long are you going to look at it in your whole life and be like, this shit is never going to change. It's just like, it's pointless even trying. And I get it. This is the, that's exactly my point. You know, you, you and the world and everyone around you need to stand up and take responsibility for for the systems that we live in. You know, if we don't do it, the default is those in power will. And the only way you're going to change those in power from having power is if the people take up that slack. You know, they're the only ones who can do it. And it's the only way of running a system where people feel equitable and decisions were made or really, really the will of the people and that people should follow it. You know, if you got like a left or right in the middle, you know, checkbox way of government where, you know, people can read the left version, the right version, the middle version of, of vote on an item and you can just see like, you know, where they stand on each side. You know, there's attractions of the, you know, below that you can either turn it off or turn it on, but the detractions of, you know, how they hate their opponents because they think they're wrong and everything. And they have like these just different categories and that's just like put out by a news source that I could create. And you just pick left, right, or middle. And whichever one you like, that's what you pick or you, or you defer your vote off to someone else that you follow. And whatever they choose, you follow them as well and will go and vote. If not by phone, you'll walk up to the fucking polling booth and vote on the same. You know, doesn't matter if you have to do it every single week. You pledge to like take responsibility of your of this country and fucking make a difference every week. Read what's going on, make your voice be heard, and let people know what you know the people think. You know, people don't let people know what the people think, and there's no single source for it. And there's no metric says, well, this is what it is. You know, and this is what I'm saying. You need to have a transparent system. You know, every single person's voice has a say. And the only way to do that is with a transparent system. You know, how can you trust the system where people's voices are heard and have a say if it's full of trolls and clones and, you know, this opaqueness that we don't know who the fuck is saying what? You can't. You have to have transparency if you want to have a system where the people have the power to direct power, to direct say on how things are changed and done and work in this world. 
It's the only way. The only way I could think of. And, and quite frankly, it, even if you had another way, the whole mindset would be, well, this is a surveillance state. And they'd probably be right. So like I said, you need to have transparency. Without transparency taking control by the people, for the people, you know, you're going to have government systems around the world just doing it for you. They're going to surveil everything you do one day. You know, they already do it. You know, why else is all that data being collected on us? If not, for someday into the future, be able to develop some AI to freaking look through all that data and then pinpoint the people they do or do not like. When you think, like, registering guns are bad, how about your freaking data of what you've been doing electronically for the last 20 years? And then AI starts just going through all that. Yeah, now there's a registry. Not a registry of guns, but a registry of what you think and how you think. You know, they can totally peg you when it comes to stuff like that. And it's mind-blowing if you think about it. And yet, it's going on. Why? Because we don't take responsibility for our own our own data of our own lives by being transparent. You know, because government's always going to use the excuse of we don't know who's out there. We don't we don't know who those people are. We gotta watch who they are. We gotta be the ones who, you know, look over society. You know, and in a part they're right because without transparency, there's shady people everywhere. And it's true. But with transparency, you flip that on its head. And instead of rejecting, you know, being surveilled, which honestly I don't like. Of course you should reject being surveilled. Instead, people take that power back and surveil themselves. And they're transparent to the world. Now, if you're not a bad person, you know, what do you have to be afraid about? Nothing, really. I don't care anything. But that's a hard thing for people to swallow. Like, I don't know. An account where everyone knows who I am. Like, for reals. People wouldn't be able to handle it. But I think it's necessary. And it could work. Just have to figure out the right place to do it. I don't know if it's a state or a province or a territory. Yeah. All of them at once. Wherever it sticks, it sticks. Maybe concentrate on ones where it starts taking off. Yeah, certain countries are going to be for it, and certain countries are not. Well, I think your uh, Scandinavian countries were, because they kind of get where I'm coming from the most, I think. They're very pragmatic when they uh, do their legal systems and your structural systems of society. I would like to see America take the lead, but I don't know, I've kind of given up on America. Living here as long as I've had, as long as I have, it's just like, people are so willing to be fucking led left and led, led right by the politicians and the powers that be in order to separate us all and control everything and take all the money and wealth of society for their own. They're just led astray 
Everyone's just a cognitive machine in this country, I tell you. It's a far cry from the 80s when I grew up. You wouldn't take this shit from American politics back in the day. And now it's like, man. Talk about a fucking bizarre world we live in compared to the 80s and freedom, or at least perceived freedom. We never really had, truly had any freedom. Freedom died in America the day a white man walked down to the, this continent. That's what I always like to think. America was free before people from Europe showed up. And then the second, you know, someone from Europe showed up, started walking around, and that was the spread of the end of freedom in America. It's sad but true. Freedom's been on a downward slope in America since 1652, was it? Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Ever since then. Ever since we won the ever once ever since we won the the uh, Revolutionary War, the British, it's been on a downward slide against freedom since then too. Because all they've done is try to reestablish the old system of Europe in America, and they've done it. It's here. It is it is so ingrained? It's like mind-boggling how religion, politics, and money has ingrained itself so much in American society. Where you know the town halls and the, the meeting places where people could like come together and discuss things gone. It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. We live in a purely old school European way. You know, the rich and the powerful, the old money and the new money, it's all heading in the same direction. It's always been it's another version of the kings and tyrants and the religious leaders of old. The Pope. The Pope is supposed to be the most powerful person in the world. It's funny. The Pope. Most powerful man in the world at one point. 